And hey guys, good morning and welcome back for a special episode of Folders and Backwards, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's the girl, your truly Ruby Red, sending you guys much love, high vibrations, and positive energy throughout the airways. Word, blessings on making today a better day than yesterday, and blessings on blessings on utilizing today as a stepping stone and creating your best version of tomorrow. And I shake guys and good morning. Mm. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, and if you are into astrology, if you are into magic, if you are into occult, if you are into um, astrology, astronomy, tarot, any of those things that I hold near and dear to my motherfucking heart, you have probably been hearing the buzz about Pluto entering the sign of Aquarius. It's been all over TikTok, it's all over Instagram, and um. It's such a big deal, but no one's really explaining what's going on. So I found this was an opportunity for me to, air quotes, mentor in magic, and I'll step into my role, my purpose a little bit. And I just wanted to explain um, a general overview of planets and their effects on human bodies. Because a lot of people think that astrology is hocus pocus, that it's bullshit, it's coincidental. Anyone who's actually um, indulged and put a little bit of study and research into it, not pulled up the newspaper and read your horoscope, and was like, oh, that sounds like me. No, that don't sound like me. No, I mean someone who's actually did the research. One, you will realize that general horoscopes are just that. They're general. They apply to your zodiac specifically. You know what I mean? But actual astrology and horoscopes, listen, I said it once. I've said it a thousand times. I'm going to probably say it for the rest of my life until I'm proven otherwise. The same rules that govern the fucking universe govern us little teeny mortals here on Earth. This is a shared experience, not just shared among people, shared among everything. If you can see it, it is you. If you can taste it, it is you. If you can feel it, love it, disrespect it, hold it, imagine it, guess what? It is you. You know what I'm saying? Everything is an extension of the almighty, of the creator, of the all, of the one, whatever you want to call it. And <clears throat> we all follow the same motherfucking rules. <clears throat> some on a micro scale, some on a macro scale. You know what I mean? But we all follow the same rules. So when it comes to planetary alignments and shifts and everyone loves to talk about a retrograde. I just wanted to give my little two cents on why it happens, how it's happening, and how to make the most of it when you hear it. And then, yes, I'll finish up. I'm going to give you guys my perspective on why Pluto entering Aquarius is such a big fucking deal. But, um, yeah, so here we go. Um, first of all, we have planets. Um, last time I counted, it was nine of them. <laughs> they be debating back and forth if Pluto is or is not a planet. But um, we're gonna go with um. <coughs> yeah, I know when I start choking, it's time for unpaid sponsorship. <laughs> Shout out to Backwood Cigars. Her dark stout be hitting first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee. I love 
Um, I love smoking backwards. Word, I'm getting high, and you're the reason why. Shout out to backwards cigars. But um, anyway, so when it comes to the planets, like I said, um, we have nine. When it comes to understanding the influences of the planets on us as individuals, we have to consider more than just the planets. All heavenly bodies need to be considered. Now, if you're deep into um, astrology, you know about like Cryon and Lilith and, um, you know, all these other far distant bodies that still have literally energetic and magnetic pull on us because that's what it's all about, guys. It's not just about, oh, the planets are closest to the planet. It's an energetic signature. Again, we are all the all. Individual parts separated, you know what I mean? Created differently for different experiences, but we are all the all. In the same way, when um I come within a certain degree of feet or inches to a person or a thing or an animal, our energies collide and mesh up and we start sharing experiences. It's the same thing with the planets. And again, now we're tiny beings. Um, a macabre or the human energy field, definitely check that out. Shout out to um, Dr. Joe Espinenza or Joe Spinenza. I think it's Joe Spinenza. Look him up. Um, he has a great breakdown. Uh, I don't even think he uses the word macabre. That's more of a spiritual um, term to describe it. But he explains the energetic field that all living beings, um, have. And I believe, if I can remember correctly, it's in, at any given time, at our lowest point in our emotional state, I believe it's about three feet all around us in the perimeter and um, recorded in the lab at its largest, it was about six, three yards or six yards, something like that. It was about a football field, several football fields. It was, a, that's just the energy you're putting out, yo. This is why I tell people take advantage of and be aware of the places that you are. Because if you're a practitioner of magic, you can harness so much energy from um, wherever you are. You know what I mean? I've talked about it before when I used to work in the garden. I was just an energy vampire. I was sucking all that good energy up from the audience, from the players, from the millionaires, from the fucking performers, you know what I'm saying? From the anxious ass backstage crew who knew if anything went wrong, that their whole fucking jobs on, yo, I was absorbing any and every energy that I came in contact with that I found useful, storing it up, utilizing it at will. Yo, I know why I'm so fucking powerful, yo, I really gotta do better with this mentoring shit. But um, yeah, so when it comes to the planets and how they affect us. Yes, it's an energetic thing. They are us and we are them. And the closer they get, like I said, we're small beings. So our fields are smaller, anywhere from three feet to let's say three to six yards, right? We're talking about fucking planets that are 380,000 estimated miles around. You know what I'm saying? So the energetic field, if us being on average, well, I don't know what the average height or weight for anybody is, but I'm about five foot ten, 174 pounds. So if my energetic field can work three miles 
maybe six miles, nine miles, let's even say, when I'm at my happiest, most excited, imagine what the fucking planets are reverberating at any given time. And we don't even know how to dictate or even if they experience joy, pleasure, and disappointment in the same um, understanding that we do. So they're illuminating motherfucking energies that we don't fully fucking process. You know what I'm saying? That we can't fully process because even though we're all one, that's this is their manifestation. This is their experience. Ours is different, so we can't process what they're processing, we, but we are susceptible to it. So when planets get closer, you know what I'm saying? We feel them. And again, I'm saying planets, I mean heavenly bodies, because we will never forget Father, Son, and Mother Moon in this whole thing. Like I said, there are so many other um, outer bodies that play a role. But we're going to talk about um, the non-planets as well as our parenting um, celestial bodies, the sun and the moon. So um, the first level of cosmic interference, I guess I want to call it, is done by the personal planetal bodies. Um, those are the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Now, if you know the planetary lineup, I always remember it through my educated mother, my very educated mother, just, oh, fuck, I got the blunt in my hand. My very educated mother just sold me nine pies. And that covers all the planets. That's my Mercury, very Venus, educated Earth, Mother, Mars, just Jupiter, Soul, Saturn, me, so us, no, us, so us, Uranus, nine, Neptune, Paz, Pluto. A little trick for you guys if y'all ever struggle to remember the planets. Um, yeah, so the bodies closest to us, Earth would be, you know, we've got Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars. That's perfect in the lineup because obviously the Sun is the biggest and the center of everything. Then we have Mercury, Venus, Earth. We're on Earth, so we're not going to count Earth because we're always susceptible to Earth's um, energies because we're on the planet. That's all we consider, you know, in, in this place, we take into consideration the moon, which is orbiting the Earth or fixed to the in the Earth's orbit, I think is the proper way to say that. Anyway, then we got Mars and Venus right next to us. So those are the planets. Those are the, also the easiest planets to look out your window, take a walk to the store or down the road wherever you live and you sit in your yard if you're lucky enough to have one invite me over one day you know what i'm saying to actually just look up and catch these bodies they're almost always visible to earth somewhere on earth maybe not so where you are your hemisphere um specifically at that time of the year but yeah you can always find these bodies so they're our personal planetary bodies and they pertain to they pertain to our day-to-day -day life you know what i'm saying um, our everyday habits. It usually takes these planets a few months to a year at the most to complete a zodiac cycle, meaning a transition from, you know, through all 12 of the zodiacs. And of course, depending on which zodiac they're transitioning into, we'll have a definite, um, 
result in the type of energy that they're omitting. Now, that would take way too long. I just thought about that as I was talking about it. I really should have had the Zodiac influences written out too. <coughs> you live and you learn. Guess what? That leaves room for a part two. You know. But anyway, so when any of these planets um, are going through anything, the sun goes through the equinoxes, um, the moon goes through phases, Mercury, Venus, Mars, they all, um, you know, they go through their squares and all this. Those is mad different. I'm not getting into the deepness of the astrology, mostly because I'm still learning it and I'm not going to sound stupid or give misinformation. It's so many different fucking, they square each other, train each other, train, I think it's actually pronounced. It's so fucking complicated, but it's worth learning, guys. The whole purpose of this is just to open you guys up to a whole world of understanding yourself by understanding yourself in the cosmos because again you are the planets but anyway so when it comes to our day-to-day -day lives and what is a day-to-day -day life the way you fucking move you know what i mean our work um our play um our social interactions with family friends the things we do every day hygiene stuff like that if you look deeper into each of these planets sun moon mercury venus mars you'll see the correlation that they have with specific aspects not each of them with everything but day to day but each of them have aspects that um they govern with day-to-day -day life and again depending on what zodiac sign something is going through let's take the moon the moon literally just um went and just went phased new in the sign of aries so what does that mean you know what I'm saying? No moon, just that. No opportunities is the dark moon. Um, a time to do shadow work, a time to do hexing, a time to um hide and bring a shadow to things. There's a time to start a new, a time to um give birth, give insight, deep meditation, look and see yourself. Um, the moon itself, that's Luna, feminine energy, emotional energy, deep emotional energy. You understand what I'm saying? Aries, God of War, the ram, you know, <clears throat> the ram, um, not just war, but conflict, resolution, you know what I'm saying? Passion, all the things that come with war. Niggas don't go to war like, ah, right, fuck it, we just gonna fight. No, they get themselves hyped up, you know what I'm saying? It's so many levels to things, debating, you know what I mean? That's part of war. Like I said, planning, strategicness, all that has to do with Aries. So when you take all that into consideration, so I say, cast responsibly, guys, and proper preparation is always key. Because when you put all these aspects together, you can come up with a personal kick-ass plan for your new ritual, depending on what you need and what energies you need in your life. Well, my alarm's going off in two minutes. I got to hurry the fuck up, and we're going to have to take a break. I was trying to avoid a break. But, um, yeah, we're going to rock with this one. So those are um, our um, personal planetary bodies. So depending on where the sun rises, where the moon is phased, where any of the... Um, closest three planets to us are located in the zodiac that you can use that information to determine um aspects of your day-to-day -to, -day, to deeper analyze it to um if you're one of those people to even make decisions towards shit um i find it useful all knowledge is useful and that's my whole thing if you know you know um energetically 
what the signet of, you know, cosmically, I should say, what the energetic signature of the day is going to bring. You can, it makes it a little bit easier to ride the wave. Um, next, we have our transpersonal, transpersonal social planets. And this is how we relate to society. Now, I know I said the personal planetary bodies, you know, how we deal with people. Dealing with people and dealing with society is two different things. People are personal. That's our, um, you know, lively interactions. Society or so, um, um, yeah, society, our social engagement can be anything from how we interact on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, the kind of content we share, the way we um, carry ourselves in public, the way we interact with um, um, the world. You know what I'm saying? Not just those who know us best and that we're comfortable with, but those who, you know, don't know us. Those that we have an opportunity to present ourselves in any manner we want because they only know what we're showing them. I hope that makes sense, right? Now, those planets are Jupiter and Saturn. They have about a 12-year cycle to um, run through the zodiac. Oh, I got a lot of notes here. Let's see. I'm just going to read them out loud. Two point, I mean, 29.5 year cycle. <coughs> oh, <coughs> Jupiter <coughs> has a 12 year cycle where Saturn has a 29 and a half year cycle. Um, fun facts, on March 7th, Saturn actually transitioned from Aquarius into Pisces. Um, Saturn's has to deal with boundaries, limits, and responsibilities. So we're leaving that realm. And it's funny because I didn't know that that happened until I was getting the notes for this the other day. But I swear to God, my birthday is March 4th. And oh, Pisces gang, bing, bing, bing. I promise you, when I say I had all kinds of meltdowns, breakdowns, um, revelations, and everything that week, I was going through so much. It makes so much sense because I was, I was breaking boundaries. I was testing my limits. You know what I mean? I was feeling trapped and all that is that Saturn energy. You know what I'm saying? And as it transitioned into Pisces, by the time my birthday hit, not even on front, not on my birthday, by that evening, like after my actual birth, because I was born at 3 p.m. So I want to say maybe around towards that evening, um, yeah, the Piscean me's woke up. And yeah, I was on my real fuck this shit. Life gonna live. I'm gonna live my life. They said, mind you, I died on the day I was born. So it's not just my birthday, it's my resurrection day. You know what I'm saying? So I be trying to not be in my bag too much. But the bottom line is that transition was amazing. It was very, very strong energetically. Um, hindsight is 2020. Whenever you hear this, think about it. Can you recall what was going on for you around the first week, second week of um, March, how are you feeling? Were you feeling trapped? Were you feeling limitless? Were you feeling like you can do anything or that things were just too much or you just needed to break through? Like, uh, just think about that because Pisces is the sign of limitless possibilities. So that transition was amazing. And the fact that we're going to be in this, that's important too because we made that transition on 
March 7th, and again, with a 29.5 year cycle, will be riding this wave for a very long time, guys. So yes, be free. As I said, all over the internet, people say that this is the week of delusions, the week of illusions, the week of manifestation. And they're right, guys. So much shifts are happening with bigger planets. You know what I'm saying? We deal with our personal planetary bodies and their shifts all the time because they're so close to us and they move through cycles so quickly. But as we start getting into the transpersonal planets, the bigger planets that are further out and the time moves a little bit slower for um for their cycles, the effects are lasting longer because they're in that zodiac so much longer. So this is knowledge, guys. This is power. This is a great way to know what you're getting into for the next 29 and a half fucking years to make that shit work for you. Word. So um, we're going to take a break. Yep. We're going to take a break right there. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about the generational planets and how their vibrations, um, you know, affect us. And Pluto being one of them, we're going to talk about this big shift with Pluto tomorrow and how we can ride that too. So, um, yeah, roll up. I'll be right back. And hey guys, we are back and we are talking about um, planetary placements, the alignments and the effect that they have on us, you know, little people here on earth. And it's all leading up to, to um, discussion of tomorrow's planetary shift of Pluto entering into Aquarius. So before the break, we had discussed the um, general placement. I mean, the we had broke down the general placements and um, understanding of the personal planetary bodies, which were Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Um, we also went through the transpersonal um, planets, which were Jupiter and Saturn. And now, lastly, we are at the outer planets past the, um, the Kaiser Belt, I believe it's called. Um, yeah, and we are at the generational planets. So the generational planets are Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. And they are called generational planets because they have such dramatic elliptical orbits. Uranus, 84 years. Neptune, 164 years. Pluto, 248 years. So on a cosmic scale, and now keep in mind, that's their actual orbit. Uranus can spend anywhere between 70 and 80 years in one specific zodiac. Neptune, on average, about 12 years in a zodiac. And Pluto, um, anywhere, it can vary between 11 and a half and 30 years because Pluto has um, a, a very unique retrograde system that I don't have memorized or written down in my charts. So I can't fully explain it to you guys. But yeah, Pluto retrogrades a lot. <coughs> and because of that, it kind of bounces in between two zodiacs for a while before it actually, you know, progresses along the um the wheel of placements of the zodiacs. Y'all should see my hands. Um, but anyway, so why is the generational planets such a big deal? Because the same way the personal planet um the personal planetary bodies pertain to our day-to-day -day life. The transpersonal um, planets pertain to our views and um, our participation in society. The generational planets 
correlate with the cosmos and the collective conscious. And like I've been saying, keep saying, and will always say, um, this is a collective experience. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as an IOE. No one is individual. This is we, everything we see, hear, touch, taste, smell, imagine is God. We are all a manifestation of the greatness that, you know, is. And we're experiencing things individually, not just on a physical note, but even on, um, oh, how should I say it? Not just physically as far as with the senses, but also linearly as far as not um, fluidly. I should say, as far as time goes, you know what I'm saying? So you probably don't know what I'm saying because I keep saying, do you know what I'm saying? Let me reiterate. To experience something in its fullness, you can't be fixed to a time. I am a Pisces sun, Aries moon, Leo rising. My experiences in this world are very heavenly correlated by those fixed planets where I was born. Anyone else who was born, let's say, with a Pisces sun, um, a Taurian moon, and um, maybe a Scorpio rising, is similar as we may be with our Piscean traits. We're going to have totally different emotional aspects. We're going to have totally different um, society on um, points of views and expectations because our horizons and our lunas are so different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're both experiencing a Piscean perspective, but they have other influences. I really hope that resonates. Some things I struggle to articulate, and this is one of them. <laughs> but basically what I'm trying to say is when it comes to the generational planets, they influence our take on the collective consciousness, the bigger picture, not the individual, not the personal, not the society, everything, you know what I mean, is being considered in that. And because of that, they, when I say they, I mean the planets, um, I mean life. This is how it's being generated to me, guys. So you gotta, you gotta understand sometimes when you channel in shit and you mix what you're channeling in with actual facts that you research to make sure that you're not wilding, sometimes it gets really hard to put things into words, but basically having such a large time span for existence to come into fruition, people to be born, creations to come happen, ideas to be brought into fruition, to manifestation, you know what I'm saying? That large time span allows a lot to happen, which allows a lot of people to be affected which could block off the ability of learning, growing, ever and evolving. Therefore, that's, oh, with that being said, the slowness and movement of um, the transitions with the generational planets allows us to have different perspectives generationally. Prime example, I know that was a lot, guys. I swear, if y'all was fucking with me and that made sense to you guys, I really love you and I really fuck with you. If it didn't, feel free to leave me a comment. Maybe I can re-articulate it. Like I said, shit don't always come out my mouth easy, but I'm trying to make you guys understand. Perfect example. So how similar is my grandmoms is 90. If we're looking at um, Uranus specifically, her the placement and Zodiac of Uranus, when my grandma was born, was not in the exact same placement um, as 
it was when I was born. There's um, 70 to 80. No, my grandmother wasn't that old when I was born. Well, more than likely, because I'm sure she wasn't born when Pluto, I mean, when Uranus just entered into one of the zodiacs. Like, that's possible, but the chances are very slim. I might I'm have to check a star chart to um, figure that out. But what I'm trying to say is, do you ever notice the difference in the generations, the way we understand music, the way we understand life, the way we have an outlook? Like, my grandmother's always telling me how my generation is lazy. And I'm always explaining to her, like, my generation ain't lazy. We just don't do the physical shit that y'all was doing back in the 40s. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have technology on our side now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has made us lazy in a sense. I'm not going to act like it hasn't, but it doesn't diminish the amount of effort. You know what I'm saying? That we put into survival. It's just dictated differently. And it's because of the generational gap. You know what I'm saying? Like the placements of the planets really does have a huge energetic pull on everything. And again, when it comes to the cosmic um, consciousness, to really understanding everything that is, was, could be, and will be, you have to exist at all times, in all places, in every version. Or so, the generational planets are a really big deal because they don't move often, and when they do move, everything fucking changes. You know what I'm saying? It seems like everything changes because it's been the same for so long. You know what I'm saying? The Uranus placement for the last seventy to eighty years has kept the last. What is that? figure if people have children about 20 that's four generations so for four generations there's been a fixed mindset with a certain thing or perspective with a certain type of energy the same thing with neptune you know what i'm saying 12 years in one sign is a lot less than 70 or 80 but every 12 years that's a lot a lot can happen in 12 years a lot does happen in 12 years so when that perspective change when a zodiac shifts it's like things just boom which brings us to fucking pluto tomorrow once again i'm gonna keep saying this i really hope this finds as many people as possible in the next 24 hours and i really do apologize that i did not get this out but again there's only 24 hours in the day guys and i'd be really fucking having a lot to do but again pluto's gonna be in orbit anywhere from like no this um i think it's gonna be 12 years exactly just over the 11 and a half so even if you don't hear this by tomorrow guess what if you hear it within the next 12 years you're going to get this information and you can utilize it how you see fit. So Pluto with its 248-year elliptical is actually moving um, into the sign of Aquarius. Wait, don't I have this written down? Let me make sure. I told you I got a pop in the papers. I got a lot written down. So Pluto is entering Aquarius on March 23rd. And we have to keep in mind that Pluto is... The planet of death, rebirth, and transformation. It's moving into Aquarius out of the sign of Capricorn, where it's been for the last 14 years. That's 2008. Let me ask you something. Where were you in 2008? What was your mindset in 2008? Can you compare that from then to now? Because, yes, the transition is technically <coughs> tomorrow. But, again, when we're dealing with a body that large we've been feeling the effects at least for the last two three years whether we realize it or not ideologies are probably changing um 
perceptions, views, belief systems are being challenged, things of that nature. And I'm talking about in your own, <clears throat> not in your own personal life. I mean, in life, period. And I mean, unless you live under a rock, I don't even watch the news and I know that's what's been happening. So yeah, it's cosmic. You know what I'm saying? The energy of the planets are moving. They like said, coming out of um, Capricorn, Capricorn is all about government. It's all about structure. It's all about um, the practical. You know what I'm saying? And moving into Aquarius, who is um, a sign of uh, Aquarius. Is, Aquarius brings fucking life. It revolutionizes things. You know what I'm saying? It removes the what if and solidifies the this is. So that's a really, really, really big shift. Um, what else did I have? Oh, notes on um just the last time pluto was moving around um, not moving around but the last time pluto was in aquarius period was um in the year 1778 and it stood there to about 1798 and if you google that time period it's considered the age of revolution um of the revolutions a lot of things were changing and um not technology as far as computers and stuff like that but steam engine creations and you know what i mean a lot of advances were Come into play that made a big change on the world and how we communicate. Again, this is Aquarian energy we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? The way we communicate, the way we believe. We don't have to worry about belief no more. We we discover proof. We know this can happen now. You know what I'm saying? And even before then, um, when um, the last before the 1778 shift in 1532 to 1553, um was the uh, the Protestant Reformation. You know what I'm saying? That's when um, people were challenging the um, the Catholic Church and its authority. And you know what I'm saying? A lot of pagans were being burned. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. I'm this is real. Like if you Google it. Like I'm, a lot was a lot happens. You know what I mean? Whether it's good or bad is a you is a personal perspective that really can't be understood. And, you know, for years to come, because you really can't see the outcome of something until it's done. And this is all shifting. But the bottom line is that this current energetic shift and phase of Pluto moving into Aquarius again is very dynamic. I'm sorry if y'all can hear the movement. I cannot find my lighter to relight my blood. But it's going to be a very powerful shift. And um, let's talk about why. Again, Pluto. Pluto is a planet that represents death. It's a planet, first of all, that governs Pisces. Pisces, gang, 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 stand up. You know what I'm saying? Um, death, rebirth, transformation. People who think of death as finite. There's no such thing as finite in this universe. Death is transformation. Death is rebirth. It is evolution. It's just changing states. You know what I mean? So with Pluto, a planet that governs so much change and so much of newness so much endings as much as beginnings we're shifting into a planet where that governs um things like technology that governs change that governs um the ability to find what is and no longer have confidence in a sense you know what i'm saying aquarius is extremely confident beings because they put the energy and the time into knowing what is instead of what they believe or what they feel you know what i'm saying it's it's extremely extremely beautiful 
positive time right now. This whole celestial week, I mean, um, on March 19th, Mercury entered Aries. You know what I'm saying? Mercury is a planet of, of passion, action. You know what I'm saying? Um, on the 20th, the sun entered Aries, the equinox. You know what I'm saying? Pisces season ended at 524 that day and Aries started. On the 21st, the new moon rose in Aries, the first day of spring, the first morning of spring. You know what I'm saying? That's a celestial new year. Like on the 23rd, Pluto's going to enter into Aquarius. And on, um, uh, oh, did I say that right? On March 19th, Mercury entered Aries. Pardon me. I think I said that backwards. And, uh, oh, no, Mercury into Aries, and Aries governs, um, yeah, all right, I said that, right? The reason I got confused is because on the 25th, Mars is going to entertain Cancer. And, again, we already know Mars is passions, actions, things of that nature. What is Cancer? Cancer is the watery sign about our inner securities, our tenderness, our protective nature. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of things that when you put all that together, don't forget, like I said, on the 7th, there was that big-ass um switch from um with Saturn moving into um uh into um into pisces from out of aquarius you know what i'm saying that's shifting from thoughts and feelings of being downed and being held down and being under oppression in a sense to being limitless combine all this you know what i'm saying i see over the next few years so much change coming in every direction from social structure government um, technology advances, medical advances, you know what I'm saying? I see so much good things happening, but the most important thing that I wanted to share about all this is I see possibilities, guys. The energetic signature from all of these planets, the way they're positioned, their timing, the alignment, yo, mix that with our positions right here on Earth, the beginning of a celestial new year, the spring just started, new opportunities the new moon even our um personal planetary bodies are pr um, pretty much all in a positive fluid position for energy to go to wherever it is you want it to so how should i wrap this up what is the whole takeaway from this if you want it go fucking get it real shit right now is the time to be beef bold, be fearless. You know what I'm saying? Take chances. Nothing's done until it's done. If you want it, you can get it. And guess what? If you're done with it, be fucking done with it. No more chains. Break free. You know what I'm saying? Utilize the energy. Research these planets more. Um, Research your birth chart more. You know what I'm saying? This information I gave is gold right now. Pull up your birth chart. See, the best thing about loving something is you don't have to get paid to talk about it. Shout out to astrocafe.com. They give you free, very, very, very detailed um, astrological birth charts. If you're going to print it out, have some ink because the shit is like 30 pages long. This is how detailed it is. I absolutely love them for their star chart. You can always um Google um x planet without not planet x whatever planet you're talking about using a variable um where is it right now in the solar system and find out where certain planets are find out where these how these where these planets were when you were born that's the purpose of me saying pull up your star chart you know what i mean know where your um your personal planetary bodies were know where your trans um personal bodies were know where your generational planets were you know what I'm saying? See what energies were being omitted when you were born. See which ones we are 
entering or experiencing right now. See how these shifts can, you know what I mean, really be something that you can utilize for, again, shaping your best version of tomorrow. Word. But I hope that this resonates. I hope it finds who it needs to find. And again, the shift, the the shift tomorrow that everyone is talking about. Yes, it happens tomorrow, but it's not like um, on Friday it's over. The shit is gonna ride out for about twelve years. So absolutely take advantage of it. Don't rush into it. Learn about it. Like I said, I appreciate so many people sharing the um, you know, the hard body notes of it. Oh, this is happening. Take advantage of it. You know, think delusions, think illusions, manifest, da, 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 da. But I just wanted to make sure you guys understand why you're doing this and how to do it the best way. Because if you know why, how, if you know why these energies are moving the way they're moving, you can utilize them better. I always say, cast responsibly and perfect planning guys this is why my magic works versus other people's and this is not a shot i'm throwing at niggas it's just real shit. like my magic work because i do my due diligence i study everything from the curals to the timing like i be fiending to do stuff but i refuse to do it if i don't have a certain alignment if it's not a certain something that i need that i know is going to give me that proof Again, everything is ways. Everything is energy. And when I ride the wave, I want to ride it all the way out. I don't want to get, you know, what is it when you're surfing? I don't want to crash. You know what I'm saying? I don't want my shit to seem like I'm going to make it. And then my wave drops. No, I want to ride this shit the whole way through. And I want you guys to ride it the whole way through as well. So, again, I hope this resonates. I hope it finds who it needs to find. And I hope it's useful for you guys. I hope it inspires you guys to pull your astrology charts. I hope it inspires you guys to dig deep into planetary placements, the energy signatures. These planets are not named with their name for no reason. You know what I'm saying? They're not associated with the deities that they're associated with for no reason. They don't have the color associations and the data week associations for no reason. All these little bits of knowledge is absolute gold in how you ride the energetic wave. Because that's all it is, guys, is an energetic wave. And right now, the waves that we're getting between Pluto, between Saturn, between fucking um, who else was it? Um, Mars. Yeah, we 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 about to have some shit going on, and it's like all energy. It's either gonna empower and uplift you and drive you to, you know what I mean? Hit that 100% or it's going to blow you out and short circuit you and it's going to drain you. And again, especially when it comes to these generational planets, you don't want to be in a generational slump. Think now that you know this information, if you never knew it before, think of some people who had quote unquote bad luck for seven years, seven years bad luck. Oh, my whole childhood was this. Maybe it was a generational slump due to placements and unknowing, the ignorance of knowing how to utilize that energy. Mm. It said knowledge is only power when we utilize it the right way, guys. And I really, 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 really hope that you guys utilize this the best that you can. Were. But um, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up because the world is alive and you know, I got to get going. But I love you all for listening. It's always important. I wish you guys much love, much ashe, and namaste. Deuces.